Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Cologne looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one! Deep left field! That goes Upton! Back near the wall! It's out of here! <laughs> Bartolo has done it! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Red Shirt Podcast. Today, all the way from Michigan, uh, I have Jacob Duncan here to talk a little bit football, talking a little Michigan football. Um, I said football twice in a row. That sounded dumb. Um, NFL, some, looking at some Rookie of the Year nominees. Uh, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to get into it. Uh so excited, man! I know you're not a baseball guy as much, but baseball tomorrow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down. I'm not, I'm not even a big Yankee fan. I got some Yankee stuff though. I'm gonna be wearing all of it. Just sit on the couch all day waiting for the games. Hey, listen, man! Sports are back. Any type of sports, I'm happy with. Yeah, I'm here for it. So we're gonna start off talking a little bit about um, the state of the Michigan football program, um, the team that you grew up as the biggest fan of obviously you know at eastern michigan so you're a diehard of uh the maction but uh i'll let you get into your thoughts on the state of michigan's football program all right so um you know coming off last year it was uh beginning of the season a lot of people predicted them to win the big 10 uh after urban meyer left ohio state obviously that didn't happen uh disappointing start to the season um lost out uh went to overtime with army then the blowout loss against Wisconsin. Um, they ended up finishing nine and four, losing to Bama in the bowl game. Um, it was it was a disappointing season, but considering how it started, they finished all right. Uh, obviously, Jim Harbaugh has been under a lot of scrutiny the last few years. Main reason can't beat Ohio State, and rightfully so. Um, but at the same time, besides the Ohio State stuff, Jim Harbaugh has done a decent job bringing to uh, relevancy. And really what they've always been, a 9 or 10 win team. Um, coming into this year, it's going to be interesting. Um, there's a quarterback battle going on, uh, Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton. Personally, I'm pretty high on Dylan McCaffrey. That's who I'd want to start. But we'll see what, the, what happens, especially without spring ball. It's going to be interesting to see how he manages that. And uh, if they both get playing time this year, which I expect they will. Um, they also uh, lose four out of five starters on the offensive line from last year's team, and that'll be interesting to see how they replace them. Um, the positives, though, are they bring a lot of talent pretty much everywhere else. Uh, in my opinion, the best position group would be their running backs. You got Zach Charbonnet, Hassan Haskins, uh, bringing in highly touted freshman Blake Corum. And I think one of the most underrated storylines of the team is the return of senior Chris Evans, who yeah. was academically ineligible last season. That's going to be He's big. A- Right. He's a guy who's averaged like about 5.7 yards per carry through his first three seasons. And I think he's going to make a big impact in his return. I'm excited to see how they use him. Um, there's really just an, there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver group as well and tight end group. We'll see. They've been recruiting a lot of speedier guys uh, more recently. And we'll see how that goes. On the other side of the ball, I mean, they fielded a top defense every year under Arbaugh. And I'd expect the same thing this year. I mean, you got. Top-notch guys like Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, Cam McGrone, Ambry Thomas, Dax Hill, all coming back. Uh, there's no shortage of talent there. My only concern is, as odd, odd as it sounds, uh, defensive coordinator Don Brown. I mean, he's fielded top-ten defenses year after year. 
but it's you know it's been a while since his defense has really shown up in that big game when they need to. And I mean, at the end of the day, the roster has a plenty of talent to compete for the big time. It's just going to come down to coaching. And with no fans in the stadium this year, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the team in, in big games, especially when they have to travel to Ohio State this year. Yeah, I mean, I think you really hit the you hit all all points that um I'll bring up as well. It's not it's not a talent issue. Michigan, I mean, there was a brief time under Brady Hoke where you know we were a little bit talent deficient, but uh, Mich- it's never been about talent for Michigan. And same uh, similar for a team that we'll discuss in a little bit. But um, the one guy I'm really interested that um, even was off my radar for a little bit is Chris Evans because he was he was so good. Um, you know, his first two seasons. He looked like a breakout star that ended up being one of the best in college football. And while he might not exactly be that, um, his versatility, I think he could even play slot receiver a little bit. Uh, Jack-of-all-trades kind of guy, awesome to have on the offense. And then sure. offensively, it's going to be fun to see. I think either way we're going to see some combination of both McCaffrey and Milton. I think without spring ball, I'm thinking more McCaffrey. McCaffrey is a little bit more of a – dual threat option he's still a good passer but he gives us something with the legs versus Milton has a really big arm so I think I I like both of them but I I think it'll end up being McCaffrey you got that deep running back group that you discussed and I it's a really good wide receiver group yes uh they lose Donovan Peoples-Jones but you got Nico Collins this day as well as Tark Black sorry you got Nico Collins you got Ronnie Bell Mike Sarah still, uh, AJ Henning, like uh, what's his name? Cornelius Johnson. Um, they have talent as well as tight end. They still have Eubanks, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. Um, so the offense has the pieces there, and we got a couple glimpses into the Josh Gaddis offense with being able to stretch the ball out. Which, as people watch Michigan football, it's been so so hard to watch at times, just with you know the lack of explosive plays. So I think the pieces are definitely there. We're just going to have to see if either of the quarterbacks really step up um, and be game changers. Defensively, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's a matter of can they show up in the big game. I don't love the cornerbacks. The cornerbacks worry me a little bit. I'm not a fan of Ambry Thomas much. I think he'll improve, but I think he's much better as just a special teamer. Um, has speed, but... It'll probably be what Vincent Gray lined up a post, yeah. He, he played a lot at the beginning of the year when Levert Hill was injured last year. Okay, so it'll probably be him. Safeties are good. You got Daxton Hill; he's a stud. Um, linebackers, you have Josh Ross, um, Cam McGrone. I love Josh Ross. Random note: uh, I'm in a CFM Madden league. Uh, I drafted Josh Ross. I, he, I used him as my user, and now he's he's in, he's insane. Totally off topic. Um, D line, some some great guys. Quiddy Pay. I just saw an article talking about the biggest like like freaks in all of college football. He was number one. Um, Aiden Hutchinson. I'm just waiting for that breakout year. Uh, I remember his comments when it was when Al Washington and um, uh, was it. Greg Madison, the, when they left to Ohio State, his his fiery comments, I want to see a big year from him. So, again, I, I keep saying it, it's not a matter of talent. It's it's really about beating the rivals, and specifically Ohio State. 
I mean, because Harbaugh's been recruiting great. We've seen some talented players come and go. We have, we, um, uh, Michigan has some talented players on their roster. The coaching staff, all included, Harbaugh, Gaddis, Don Brown, have a lot to prove. And if you're not beating Ohio State at a place like Michigan, yes, most schools will take nine, ten wins. But for a school like Michigan, should be competing for national titles. Which I mean, they had that one New Year's Six birth, right? And was to Florida two. State. They've had two. They've had one. Uh, was it the, was the Florida Citrus State. Bowl against Florida? Was that it? They played Florida in the Orange Bowl. Ah, ah my mistake. Um, so and like that's nice, but you gotta be more so competing for Big Ten championships, national championships, and you go to Michigan to beat Ohio State. And it just, unless that can change, it's just really hard to evaluate Michigan football. So uh, anything to add before we move on to our next uh, topic? No, I think you pretty much hit it right on, hit the nail right in the, you, you hit it pretty much right on. I mean, it's really just going to come down, can they beat Ohio State? That's that's what Jim Harbaugh was hired to do, and he hasn't done it yet. We'll see if this is the year. I don't know if it will be, but I hope it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, I can tell you if that does indeed happen, I think the state of Michigan, at least, you know, the part until you get closer to Lansing will erupt. I don't care, yeah. you know, okay. how, how – I don't, I don't care how uh, – coronavirus or stuff is looking like then it doesn't matter it'll go crazy and speaking of we're all of this discussion i i mean you can probably hint onto it for the most part we're assuming everything what play goes on as usual um you know we don't for certain things we'll specify when i'm talking when it relates to coronavirus but for most of this we're just we're assuming um we'll say like i guess conference only schedule and things for the most part are as expected because we don't want to speculate on that. Um, and obviously, if for whatever reason, we don't have versions of seasons, then, I mean, I guess this would be kind of obsolete. But uh, moving on to our next topic, sticking in, looking at uh, college football programs, uh, looking at the defending national champions, the LSU Tigers. What do you make of uh, Coach O and their gang down on the Bayou in 2020? Well, uh, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about their roster, but I will say, I mean, they've they've been recruiting at a high level for a long time. I mean, coming out, they did lose a lot of talent this year. I mean, you saw how many draft picks they had, an incredible amount. But regardless, Coach O is still a great coach, and I think they have a ton of they still have a ton of talent on their roster. A couple of young guys that really were shining last year. I mean, you got guys like Jamar Chase, obviously Derek Stingley, uh, a lot of talent there. Um. Going into this year, I don't know if it'll be – obviously last year was incredible, but I don't think it'll be near that level of play. But I still think they'll be an elite team, a top-10 caliber team. Um, if they made it back to the playoff, I wouldn't be surprised. But I w- wouldn't bet on them. I, I would take a couple teams in the SEC over them this year. Um, but I, I still expect a 10-win season for them. I still expect a New Year's Six Bowl. Um that's pretty much all I got on LSU. I still think they're, you know, they're still at the top of the SEC. They're still still be gonna go, gonna be competing for the SEC championship, but I don't know if they'll be quite at the level they were 
as last year. The thing for a team like LSU is you throw them in, you know, just about any other conference. Pac-12, probably, I mean, you can say Oregon, but, I mean, definitely a top team. ACC, easily best team besides Clemson, I think, this year. Um, all of those SEC teams, you throw them in a different, different conference, I think, in most situations, they'll be great. For LSU, so what I was alluding to is it's it, they always have the talent. Um, they've been incre- they've had some of the most talented teams in college football for a while. Last year, they were finally able to make, put it together. So looking at this year, um, you still have some great playmakers on offense. You have Jamar Chase, the reigning Belenikov winner. Um, Ter- uh, Terrace Marshall, he's very good as well, I think. He'll have some pretty good numbers now being uh, the number two guy. Defensively, they do have Derek Stingley. I think, uh, I mean, outside of, like, a Micah Parsons, um, guys like that. I mean, he's the best DB in college football, just put it at that. Um, Jacoby Stevens, they were able to keep um, from going to the draft in good safety. Um, the big thing to look at, though, is Miles Brennan because the what's really stopped some of these past LSU teams from kicking it to the next level is quarterback play. And... Joe Burrow had uh, quite a quite a year in terms of quarterback play, and it's going to be hard to replicate. It's it it won't be replicated, I should say. And it it Miles Brennan doesn't have to do that. They have they have he has good weapons around him that'll help him. He has they have a good running back room. They lose uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which obviously is you know significant. Uh, they have John Emery Jr former uh, highly touted running back. They have Chris Curry, who we saw a little bit from. I think LSU can still compete, but I'm not sold on Miles Brennan. He doesn't have to put up those Joe Burrow numbers for for them to be successful, but I'm not sold on Miles Brennan, and I kind of need him to show me it before. I think regardless, if he's an, let's say he's an average quarterback, I'd still probably take them over. I'd take him over Auburn. I'd take him over... I think they'd be close with, like, a Texas A&M. I'd take Alabama over them. I'd take Florida over them. I'd take Georgia over them. But if he's able to put up, you know, decent numbers and is able to run that offense, they can they can compete in the SEC for sure. Um, one other kind of underrated thing is they are losing, I believe, four starters from the offensive line. And they'll, have, they'll definitely have some beefy talent to reload there. But nonetheless, when you're losing – Starting offensive linemen, it's uh, it's gonna be a somewhat not detrimental but significant loss. So LSU still very good. Do I think they're gonna fall back into you can't even call it mediocrity, um, but like that underperforming that we've seen with those like eight nine win seasons, not quite. Do I think there's gonna be a bit of a drop off, which is natural from and one of the best teams we've seen at least during my time. Uh, yes, it, it's it's inevitable, like I just said. So they'll be a fun team to watch in 2020. But let's see. Moving on from college football, let's go to the pros. Looking at some of the lesser teams um, from 2019. Uh, ranking all of the last place teams um, in each division in the NFL. And kind of looking at their season outlooks and their, like, chances for the playoffs and such. So, Jacob, I'll let you take over. All right, so starting with uh, what I think is going to be the worst team out of uh, the eight teams that we were talking about, uh, I think it's going to be the Panthers. And 
it's not because I don't believe in Matt Rule. Um, I, I think he's a tremendous coach, and I think if you give him a few years, I think that Panthers team is going to be a team that you have to watch out for. But at the end of the day, they are just returning, I think, the least amount of uh, production from last year. Uh, I think about 40% of their roster, or they're returning only about 40% of their roster. It's going to be it's going to be a tough season, I think, for them um, trying to get a new system acclimated. I mean, they have they drafted. I mean, they're gonna they have a bunch of holes on defense that they tried to fill in the off season. Uh, I think a lot of rookies are going to play for them. Uh, new coach, new quarterback. I think it's going to take some time. It's going to be a rough year this year, but I'd expect uh, I ex- give them a few years. I think the Panthers will be a team to watch out for. Um, the team I think the next out of division losers last year would be uh, Washington. Um, I obviously there's been a lot of scandals and everything going on with them. Um, but I'll, I'll start out with some positives from them. I really do like their defense. Uh, even without Chase Young, I thought it was going to be a pretty good unit. Adding Chase Young into that group, I, I think it's gonna, it's just going to make them that much better. I, I think they have a chance to be a top 10 defense this year. But on the other side of the ball, I'm not really too convinced about anybody but Terry McLaurin. Um, I, I, I've never been a big big Dwayne Haskins fan, and I know uh, some people might think because I'm a Michigan fan, I'm, I'm biased against him, but I just, I think he played in a, a very off- offensive-friendly system in college, and I just, I don't really see him having too much success in the pros. I could be wrong, he might prove me wrong, but I, I think the Redskins are in for another down year, or sorry, not the Redskins, anymore. Washington's down. Yeah, I can't, can't call him the, uh, in for a down year. yeah, I can't uh, call the him the Redskins. Team, <laughs> yeah, my bad. All right, anyways. The, uh, the next team, I think, is the, the Jags. And I know a, a lot of people are really, really down on the Jags, and I, I understand why. But um, I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as people uh, make them out to be. I mean, I, Gardner Minshew, I, I'm a f- everybody's a fan of Gardner Minshew. How can he not be? He had, a, he, had, he had a pretty good rookie season, and I don't think people uh, talked about that enough. I mean, I, I still think he can improve, and I think – you know, when he, he has his highs, he has his lows. He's not necessarily the most consistent. But when he has a high, I mean, he can win you a game, I think. Uh, I still think they have some talent on that team. I mean, Leonard Fournette, uh, not everybody loves him, but I still think he's, he's a tremendously talented running back. you got some weapons at wide receiver. you got a guy like DJ Chark, who had a tremendous year last year. And I know they, they had a lot to replace on defense, but I, I think they're going to surprise some people. I think they're going to win a few more games than people expect. Um. The next team, the Bengals. Um, obviously, uh, drafting Joe Burrow is a tremendous add to this team that needed needed a franchise quarterback. And they having the number one pick, it's kind of hard not to have a great draft. And they pretty much nailed every pick. I liked every pick that they had. They had a pretty good offseason. I think they might have overpaid for a few guys in free agency. But uh, I, I'd expect them to be about a middle-of-the-road team. I think they'll compete. Uh, they'll be about, a lot better than last year. I've seen about six wins for them this year, I think. Um, the next team, uh, the Dolphins. Um, drafting Tua. We'll see if he's healthy and ready to go right at the beginning of the season. But uh, that could be that could end up being a steal for them if he ends up being uh, living up all to living up to the hype, uh, being legit. They added a lot of pieces of free agency. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're quite ready to take that next step and making the playoffs. But I mean, if they win win seven games, seven, eight games this year, I wouldn't be surprised. I love their coaching. Uh, again, they did pay, overpay, I think, for a few guys, but 
uh, that tends to happen in free agency. Usually if guys hit the market, they're going to get bigger contracts than maybe they should, but that's a whole nother discussion. Um, yeah. The next, the next, uh, team is the Cardinals. Um, obviously everybody knows the big move, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I think that'll be interesting to see how they, uh, get him involved in their offense. But obviously, Kyler Murray, I'm super high on him. He had a great rookie year, showed some flashes of what he could potentially be. He obviously reminds people of Mike Vick, and I think he could be better than that, to be honest. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the, the jury's still out on him, how he's going to be as a coach, but they got a lot of potential. I still don't know how their defense is going to be, but as long as they're middle of the road, that's definitely a team that I think is going to compete for the playoffs. Um, we'll see. They got a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I do always try to warn people that usually, you know, like Odell last year, wide receivers that get traded, they don't necessarily have the same amount of, say, as huge of an impact on their new team the first year. I think DeAndre Hopkins will still be good, but maybe not quite DeAndre Hopkins numbers this year. But the Cardinals are definitely a team you need to watch out for in the NFC if they put it all together. And then the next team... Uh, my, my team, the Lions, um, we'll see. I, I, I think I like their offseason. Um, I think they had a pretty good draft. I mean, drafting Jeff Okuda, adding a guy like DeAndre Swift into the backfield. Um, they drafted a lot of – they filled a lot of needs, I think, in the draft. Um, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm, I think the thing that could uh, vault the Lions into the playoffs or playoff discussion is definitely Matthew Stafford in this offense. There's a lot of what we- they have weapons like Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones at the wide receiver. Danny Amendola is always a reliable slot guy. Uh, obviously, TJ Hawkinson could take that jump this year that they're hoping for. And, you know, like I talked about, the running back uh, duo with, um, sorry, I'll have a, uh, DeAndre Swift and, um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. What's his name? Um, Carry on Johnson. Very, yes, Carry on Johnson. Um, I think that could be a de- one of the more deadly duos in the league. If, if they use them kind of like how the Saints use Mark Ingram and uh, Alvin Kamara, I think that that's how they probably plan on using them. Uh, the thing with the Lions, again, kind of similar to the Cardinals, is that defense, not really sure what to make out of it. You could make an argument that it was the worst defense in the league last year. Um, I think it'll be better this year. If it's, if it's middle of the road, if it's that ranked in that 20 to 15 range, they definitely, I, I see no reason they couldn't make the playoffs, but that's, you know, we'll see if that happens. I don't know, but they'll definitely they're, – they're an interesting team to watch this year. And then uh, finally, I think the best out of all the division losers last year is the uh, the Chargers. I, I still think people forget about how talented this roster is. And, I mean, they, they had – Phillip Rivers, if I'm just going to be honest, he was he was not good last year. Yeah. And I think Tyrod Taylor, I, I don't think quarterback play is going to get worse than last year. I honestly think it will be better whether, whether it's Tyrod Taylor – or uh, Justin Herbert, Tyrod Taylor can manage manage the game. I, I think he's still a solid quarterback, and they just they have a ton of weapons. Even after losing Melvin Gordon, they still Austin Eckler's a great running back, and a ton of a ton of weapons at the wide receiver position. And you got obviously got tight end Hunter Henry there. Um, defensively, I mean, they added I believe they added Chris Harris Jr. this off season, and uh, they they have a lot of talent. I think they, the thing is about the Chargers, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs because. In my opinion, I think they might play in the the best division in football this year. But I think it uh it'll be an, it'll be an interesting season. But I, I I think people forget how talented that team could potentially be. Yeah, this is definitely um 
a harder list to make because, you know, there are just so many variables. This was a pretty wild offseason overall. Um, starting at, uh, in last for me is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do really like Gardner Minshew, and I think their roster is a little bit better than they're given, given credit for. I do really like DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook. Um, offensive line has a couple good pieces overall subpar. I'm I'm not on the Leonard Fournette train. I think I, I I don't think he lacks talent, but I don't I'm not I'm not a fan of Leonard Fournette overall. The defense still has talent. Josh Allen's a stud. Um, Miles Jack as well. They added uh, Kilvon, uh, Chasen, um, as well as uh, C.J. Henderson. But I don't know. I just think it's mediocre all across the board. And awful, awful, awful coaching staff. I don't understand how Doug Marone is still there. And then I didn't even know this till when I was doing the research on this. Jay Gruden is their offensive coordinator. So not not high on the Jaguars. I, I really don't think it's because of Gardner Minshew, though. Gardner Minshew was thrown into an awful situation last year and was able to do all pretty good, all things considered. And... He, you know, there's a reason initially that he was a late round pick, because he, because he, he wasn't perfect. And like, I, I can't speak. I could never speak. I don't know why any of you listen, but he wasn't the reason that they were bad. And all things considered, he was pretty solid. There, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, not high on the Jaguars though. My personal pick, uh, to land the number one selection in the 2021 NFL draft. Um, next up, I have the Panthers. Like you said, I really like Matt Rule. He's a he's a terrific coach. Built great stuff at Baylor after the uh, some uh, dark years. They added Joe Brady to, uh, you know, great quarterback mind. And then the the thing is though, the roster is just so bad right now. You have CMC, who's still gonna be CMC, but you lost the two, you know, faces of your franchise for the past decade and Luke Keekley and Cam Newton. Obviously Cam Newton, you know, with the health that was understandable for them parting ways. But Teddy Bridgewater's fine. Um they have some weapons. Uh Robbie Anderson's fine. I don't think he's great. Um I like DJ Moore. Um the defense just has so many holes though. It's really hard for me to see the Panthers doing well this year. Um, next I have the Washington Redskins, um, or excuse me, Washington to be named later. If you want some, you know, want to figure out what Redskins names you like best, I would go to the redshirt.blog, most recent article, or one of the most recent articles, depends on when you're listening to this, about potential Redskins names. So you can pause, pause the podcast, go check that out. We'll be here. Uh, um, but back to what I was saying, uh, Redskins, I do really like Terry McLaurin. I feel bad he has to be in Washington. I think he's really talented, uh, good young receiver. The offensive line is subpar, not very good. Uh, similar to you, I'm not sold on Haskins. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to label him a bust. I think we need to see him play more, but I'm not a fan. I agree with you that I think just about anyone could be good in the Ohio State system. Um, with all the talent they have around them uh, at Ohio State and coaching staff, it, it was really hard to not to not be good. Um, I, I do like Ron Rivera. I don't think he's like a great, great coach, but he brings in a good culture for uh, an organization that definitely needs to improve on it. 
the defense, I think, is going to be good. It'll be upper-tier defense. Um, you got guys like Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, Landon Collins. You got the new guy, Chase Young, who will burst onto the scene early. I have no question about that. So the, the defense is good, but ultimately I can't see the Redskins going too far. Then next up, what is this? Uh, fifth place, I want to say. Um, I have the Bengals. Uh, obviously, you add Joe Burrow, uh, face of your franchise, going to be an upgrade at um, quarterback. So, uh, that, you know, that's already a great thing. But you can't – A.J. Green, maybe he's healthy, maybe he's not. You can't count on A.J. Green. The offensive line is, like, mediocre. Joe Mixon, I, I'm totally a Joe Mixon believer. I think he's incredible. But with that subpar line, I don't know if he's going to – I don't think he can, like, totally lead the offense, if you know what I mean. And then, look at – defense is just really mediocre to me. I like Jesse Bates. DJ Reader wasn't a bad um, additions. Geno Atkins is Geno Atkins. Um, what is it? Uh, William Jackson, the third, right, cornerback. Um, he's not too bad. But, like – I didn't love their moves in free agency, like them dropping a bag on Trey Waynes, who just is not very good to me. Uh, I agree. So I think I think they can win a couple games. I think I, I let me pull up my predictions just so I'm not spewing lies when I actually put out my article inevitably about my predictions. Um, I have them at five and eleven. I think they could steal a couple games. I think we'll see. You know, we'll see what's so great about Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going to put up incredible numbers given the situation he's in. But uh, Bengals, maybe they could have a couple more wins and be a little surprised. But I can't see their ceiling being super high. Next, I have the Miami Dolphins. The biggest reason that they're this high is their coaching staff. They were a bad, bad team last year. And they still found a way to when uh well they found a way to win games there was a reason everyone was saying tank for Tua because their roster was awful but that coaching was really the reason that they were able to win those games um their offense is underrated I like Devontae Parker's coming off a good year Alan Hearns um has some talent Preston Williams I really liked from uh Colorado State he was having a good year um burn the Jets when uh they beat us early in the season, or I guess middle of the season, from Colorado State. I don't – God, I can't, I can't speak. Please, please excuse me, Jacob. But uh, talented, got his season cut short. I like the running back duo. Uh, got Jordan Howard, got Matt Breda. Defensively, uh, Xavier Howard's an elite cornerback when he's healthy or not suspended. I like them getting Byron Jones. I think they overpaid, but he's very good. Really, I, I think whether it be Tua or Fitzpatrick, I think Tua, if, if slash when he's healthy, I think uh, offers more upside. But I think either way, they're going to end up in a similar spot where they have a little bit higher of a ceiling, but in their situation, I can't see them going too high. Although, as much as I hate to say it as a Jets fan, they have a pretty bright future. Um, and then third, I have, and look, you can totally, totally just call me salty in picking this. I have the... Los Angeles ugh, Chargers. Uh, their roster, I, it's hard to deny the talent on their roster. The roster is very good. Um, the defense, it, it, it's incredible. I think it'll be, it'll be very good this year. But I don't know how I feel about Eckler being a 
you know, running back one, I think he he's not a three-down back at all. He's much more of a gap. Not exactly a gadget guy, but I like him in the receiving game. I don't think he can take – he can't take the lion's share of carries. That's why, although he outplayed Melvin Gordon, he really benefited from that two-back system. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays um, as the lead back without many proven guys are behind him. Mike Williams seems poised for a breakout year, but um, the main reason that I could question that is the quarterback play. Um, Phillip Rivers was pretty bad last year, but Tyrod Taylor is awful. He is not a starting quarterback. He's, I, I mean, I think he's a fine backup, but he's not a starting caliber quarterback. You know, he made it work for a little bit in Buffalo, really just kind of skated by. He was bad with the Browns. He's not good. And personally, I'm not super high on Justin Herbert to begin with, but I, I can't really see him being successful his rookie year either way. I think he needs, he needs a season, so... I think that's what's going to limit the Chargers, and that'll, that'll you know, show in their record as well as being in a gauntlet of an AFC West with the reigning Super Bowl champions and many people's sleeper pick of the Denver, Denver Broncos. Second, I have your beloved Lions. I feel like I'm rambling on, but we'll get through this. Uh, Lions, I, I really like Matthew Stafford. I think people uh, give Matthew Stafford flack because... You know, he's hurt and he's had to endure being a Lion. But when he's healthy, he's an above-average quarterback that many, most teams would love to have on their team. The offense on paper looks really good with the running back duo of Carry On, also known as, I call him Checked Bag Johnson, uh, little brother. <laughs> but um, you got Carry On and DeAndre Swift. Wide receiver, you got Kenny Galladay. Um, TJ Hawkinson can be in for a breakout year. But... You need, you know, with a team like the Lions, I kind of need to see it to believe it. And then defensively, uh, not not a fan. I don't think I don't think there's a lot of talent there. Um, I I do really like Jeff Okuda, but you lose Darius Slay. I Trey Flowers is good, but incredibly overpaid. Jamie Collins, I don't think he's much outside of New England. Uh, Matt Patricia's trying to build New England's defense, and it just doesn't work. And speaking of Matt Patricia, I don't think Matt Patricia is the answer. I think with a uh, closer-to-competent coach, I, I think I'd probably project the Lions to the playoffs. But with the defense in the state it is and um, Matt Patricia's head coach, I can't just pick the Lions to be there. But they are my second-best team of last-place teams in 2019. And my number one is – and maybe I'm just reading too much into the offseason hype – but it is the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're set for a massive year. Uh, and Kyler Murray is going to have that sophomore leap. Um, even if even if DeAndre Hopkins isn't as much of the you know, best receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, he's an elite weapon for a second-year quarter, quarterback. So I think Kyler Murray is in for a big year. I like the running back intrigue of Kenyon Drake. You also got Chase Edmonds, uh, seventh rounder, uh, former Arizona State Sun Devil, you know, Benjamin. I like what they have at running back as well. Their defense, I feel like, is pretty solid as well. Pat Pete isn't necessarily the same guy, but he's still a solid cornerback. Uh, Chandler Jones is probably the most underappreciated 
uh, just edge rushers in all of football, I guess, for a little bit in the offseason. He was getting hyped up, so maybe not anymore. And then I am a big, big fan of Isaiah Simmons. I think if they use him right, he can be phenomenal. And I, I'll elaborate on how much I love Simmons later. But I, I really like the Arizona Cardinals for this year. I'm not sold on Kingsbury as an overall coach, but he has a great offensive mind. And I think the offense that he has built right now, they the Cardinals can compete. So I felt like I was talking for hours and hours there. I, you know, don't skip ahead, though. Trust me. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, next, we're going to go on to speaking of uh, Isaiah Simmons going from there looking at some impact rookies, um, and talking about our rookie of the year pitch, Jacob. All right. So, um, for some instant impact rookies, I know there's obviously guys, you know, the top picks, Joe Burrow, Chase Young. I want to talk about a couple of other guys that maybe aren't getting, uh, quite as much attention. Um, uh, a guy like Patrick Queen, uh, a mm-hmm. linebacker from LSU that got drafted to the Ravens. I mean, that's a pretty good situation to get drafted in. Uh, obviously, the Ravens always draft well, and uh, I think he'll excel there in Baltimore's defense. Um, another guy on the defensive side, uh, Javon Kinlaw. I love that pick for San Francisco. Um, they need a guy to replace DeForest Buckner, and I think, I don't know if it'll happen right away, but I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. But he's that guy that steps in and makes an impact on that defensive line. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I also uh, really like Justin Jefferson uh, in Minnesota. Uh, obviously, they traded uh, Stephon Diggs, and Kirk Cousins is going to need that other guy to throw to other than Adam Thielen. I, I love Jefferson. I was super high on him before the draft, and I think that's a perfect fit uh, for him in Minnesota. And also one other guy, um, he was he was not an early round pick. He was a day two pick, uh, Cam Akers for the Rams. Uh, he was one of my favorite players coming into the draft. I think he is going to have a big year for L.A. And uh, obviously, they they really missed that uh, that dominant running back they had uh, in past with Todd Gurley. I don't know. If to, I don't think he'll be quite that level, but I think he could end up being a steal for them. He was really good at Florida State. I think just played behind uh, a poor offensive line. I would really watch out for him. And uh, when it comes to rookie of the year, um, offensively. I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go chalk, and I'm gonna go uh, with Joe Burrow. I think uh, just because I think he'll he'll have the reps, and I think I think he's gonna have decent statistics. I don't know if there's. I just don't know if there's gonna be anybody to challenge him uh, for that spot. And I also think uh, defensively, I'm I'm also gonna go chalk. I think Chase Young. I think he's gonna have a 10 plus sack type season in Washington. Um, I just think I think he'll live up to the hype. I think both of them will live up to the hype this year. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I get on the rookies this year. Yeah, so for me, I – sorry, guys, uh, quick uh, technical difficulty, but going to my thoughts on some of the rookies, I think you hit on a lot of them. Uh, one guy I really liked was the Javon Kinlaw pick. He's not he's not quite DeForest Buckner, but with so much defensive line depth and just overall defensive depth, I really I really like the pick because they can start him in uh, more as like a third down pass rushing kind of guy because that is his strong suit as a pass rusher, and then they you know as time will go on he'll continue in and in uh, into a regular you know honestly star I really like him I think he's really close with Derek Brown. 
Offensively, I'll just keep, leave it to that and my offensive guy, and that is Denzel Mims. I think he's a really good receiver from, uh, in that Matt Rule system at Baylor. He can uh, – I, I just think he's a really good all-around receiver that – could have, that garnered some day one hype, and I'm not really sure how we fell all the way to my New York Jets in the second round, but I'm very excited to have him in there. I think he'll have an instant impact because he's going to be wide receiver probably three with a, in a pretty bad wide receiver corpse. He'll get those reps, and I, I think he can develop a nice connection with Sam Darnold. So then looking at my um, – sorry for that noise – Looking at my offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the years, I'll go away from the Burrow and Chase Young picks, obviously. I'd probably consider those two the favorites, as would most. Offensive rookie of the year, I'll go Jerry Judy. He's on, you know, he's in a stacked wide receiver room in Denver. You know, Cortland Sutton's ahead of him. You also have K.J. Hamler. But I think think he's going to have a breakout year. There's no receiver quite like Jerry Judy with... He has the phenomenal footwork. He has very good hands. He's had some focus drops, but he's he's just he's a different animal. I think he'll burst onto the scene. He'll have some really big games. And the fact that he's not that number one target, even though Corlin Sutton, I wouldn't you know, isn't an elite elite receiver like he's going to be getting double teams. But I think Judy lining up, he can line up in the slot. He can line up uh, out wide. He's going to have a big rookie year. So I have him as my offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Who? I alluded to Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I think the one thing that the Cardinals need to do, he has that versatility, and I understand moving around sometimes, but overall I think they should find his best spot and have him play there, whether that be inside linebacker, outside linebacker, safety, whatever. I, I don't think they should gadge with him too much, kind of like I feel like that kind of happened with Minka Fitzpatrick in uh, Miami. Different, different you know, kind of players, but same kind of thing. If they use him appropriately, he he's a he's a freak, and I think he'll have a big impact. And given my high hopes for uh, the Arizona Cardinals season, uh, I have Isaiah Simmons winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, anything to add on? No, I uh, I like your picks. Um, I I think uh, I definitely I think I might be uh, sleeping on Isaiah Simmons a little bit. Definitely, I think. If Arizona uses uses him the right way, I definitely uh definitely could see him stealing defensive rookie of the year away from Chase Young. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be hard though. Like I said, Chase Young on such a good defense, and as a rookie, they they can't afford to put two guys on him, and he he's just he's a different breed. So I I don't know about you, but I remember when when Nick Bosa got hurt and ended up sitting out. Um, that college football season, everyone was like, oh, what are they going to do? And then you saw Chase Young that year, and a lot of people didn't notice it. But he was just – he was an absolute stud. And even mm-hmm. even before Bosa got hurt, he was – I'd say he was outplaying Bosa the first couple games of the year. So he's he is a different breed, quarterback nightmare, truly. Um, as we wrap up, uh, let's transition into our little two-minute drill for those – who have yet to listen, which you should go back and listen to all of them, of course, obviously. Um, Two-minute drill, just uh, some rapid-fire questions from my host, um, or excuse me, my guest, um, on really all things sports-related. Um, has two minutes to answer. Let me pull up my little timer. Extra like that. Let's see. Um, timer. 
All right, Jacob, are you ready? Let's get it. Okay, clock going now. Uh, Texas or Texas A&M? Uh, Texas. I like Sam Ellinger a lot. I think he'll propel them. Uh, Juwan or Beeline? Uh, I would go Beeline. I think he's the greatest coach in school history. Love Juwan's future, though. Uh, Barkley or CMC? CMC, it's close, but CMC offers a little bit more on the offense. Uh, best mascot in sports? Underrated pick, Big Red from Western Kentucky. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, who's winning the ACC Coastal? I went back and forth. I'll go UNC. I know it's hot pick, but I think Sam Howell is the best quarterback in the division. I'll take him. Uh, midweek action. Love it or hate it? Absolutely love it. Small conference like the MAC, it's good to get them any Yeah, he cut out a little bit, but he was talking about the attention. Um, how should Megatron be remembered? In his prime, I think uh, most dominant receiver of all time. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, most, exciting, most exciting college basketball player you've ever watched? Got to go with guys that just actually graduated. Miles Powell and Marcus Howard. Amazing. And also, shout out to Trey Burke. <laughs> um, Ab State or Boise State? Gotta go Boise State. App State's fun, but I like Boise State a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, NBA MVP pick. Easily Giannis. I think he just had... People don't realize he had one of the greatest seasons in NBA history. Uh, where will Chet Holmgren end? I don't know too much, but I think he's leaning in Gonzaga. That's what would be my pick. Would you rather build your college football program around Keaton Slovis or Derek Stingley? I like Derek Stingley, the player, more, but I would definitely build around the quarterback. And Slovis is, is a beast. So okay. Go Only got 15 seconds. Best wide receiver from the 2020 NFL draft class? Jerry Judy. Uh, how many games will the Tigers win this year? I'll say 20 to 25, Rain. Uh, favorite athlete of all time? Drew Brees. Uh, best sport atmosphere you've experienced? Michigan State, Michigan at the Breslin Center. Okay, we won over, but we'll, we only have a couple left anyways. Uh, favorite college football uniforms? Underrated. I like TCU's the most. Uh, who's a New Year's Six uh, dark horse? I love Brock Purdy and, uh, and Iowa State. Will Michigan ever beat Ohio State? Oh, man. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You were the first guest to go over the two minutes, but I, I liked your answers. I liked the in-detailness. Um, I loved having you on, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Jacob, really, really smart, uh, intelligent when it comes to all things sports. Um, obviously, we discuss uh, football. Knows a lot about basketball, too. Like I said, not as much of a baseball guy, but hard to be when your team is the Detroit Tigers. So. <laughs> Um, really, thank you for coming on, Jacob. Um, hope you, uh, hope you're able to navigate through these, uh, hard times. Or weird thank times, so at the least. <laughs> thank you so much. It's an honor. Yeah, of course. Um, as always, let me know, um, what do you like from this? Um, you know, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Michigan? What do you think of LSU? Um, who are your offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year picks? Um, let me know. As always, check out um, the redshirt.blog. Always uh, got weekly uh, content. Um, trying to get that up more consistently. Um, follow us on Instagram, the.redshirt, as well as on Twitter, which I need to get going up more, um, at the redshirt blog. Thank you for listening um, to the redshirt podcast. Let's see, episode six.